Hello there. Welcome to this episode of the Paper Pencil Podcast. This is a show where I invite people from the art world and have a conversation about their journey, their projects and their experiences shaping the visual world as we know it. Oh, and I'm Swarnavo, the host of this show. And uh, if you enjoy this episode, do consider subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends about the show. And if you would like to show your appreciation and support this podcast, you can do that by buying me a coffee. Now, the link to that will be in the show notes below. Now, coming to today's episode and today's guest, I have with me Sahiba Madan, who I have been chasing for the past few months. And let me tell you, she is an extremely busy person. Well, busy making some really creative and visually appealing work with her team at Kalakari Hut. Kalakari Hut is a Mumbai-based studio working in diverse design disciplines. They are into graphic design, illustrations, wall features, and uh, Sahiba is the founding partner of this studio. Sahiba is also a visiting faculty, a uh, visiting design faculty at ISDI Parsons Mumbai, which is quite a big deal. Saiba, welcome to the Paper Pencil Podcast. And may I say I'm extremely honored to have you in this podcast. Thank you so much for making our time. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry for not being able to come to this earlier. Uh, I, I hope I'm as busy as I have made this uh, entire kind of... Uh, conversation to be but uh, no thank you so much it's it's amazing to finally be doing this uh, yes, it's you yes. know it's how it is right when you're working you always put things that um, absolutely uh, are about you at the end of your list of to do's oh that's so a nice i guess way this was it. just been one of those that is a nice way to put one it. of those Perfect, perfect. So, uh, you know what, I know you are busy and I have got only a little bit of time with you today. So I will probably make the okay. best out of that. And uh, one of the things yes. we've been doing in this show is, of course, we start off with the journey of the guest, of course. So that's where we'll begin. Uh, but just to kind of put it out there, I would also like to know along with your journey as, let's say, an um, artist, architect, however you would want to define yourself. And uh, then also the journey with Kalakari Hat and where did it all begin? So that that's where I'm also trying to take the conversation later but as of now it's all about you so uh, why don't you probably begin where it all started and I think it started off in Mumbai right so probably from there or Bombay as you would call it so let's start from there Bombay yes yes always right so I think I think design is just maybe I maybe I can't call it um can be as formal as design, but I feel like I was always drawing since I was a kid, right? right. Uh, and this is something that I carried forward. And I was fortunate enough that my parents kind of, um, you know, encouraged this hobby mm -hmm. um, in whichever way that they could, right? And they were both working parents. So mm -hmm. all the weekends, they really kind of put in the hours to take me to my drawing class or to my craft nice. class and things like that. And I think that's, that's a huge part um, of why it has, you know, kind of stuck with me. It was not something that just kind of fizzled out uh, right. over the years of, you know, my childhood. And um, so I even while selecting, right, like after you um, finish your 12th, um, mm -hmm. my I come from a very kind of, my family is filled with professionals, right? Mm -hmm. So I have like doctors and MBAs oh. and like, you know, PhDs in my family. Right. And uh, the options were... Um, always you know like an engineer or like a doctor or so you know you kind of take, yeah. it's, it's like I think that that that's everybody's kind of struggle at that right. point uh, but um, uh, I remember my parents actually coming to me and you know uh, 
uh, trying to you know talk me down and like sit me down and talk to mm-hmm. me about how you know it's all right if i didn't really want to consider like either of these fields and look at an alternative route which is kind of slightly more uh, suited for me with my mm-hmm. skills and things like that and we kind of came to a middle ground where um, we decided that you know architecture seems like it's uh, it's a graduation it's it's a right. graduate degree uh, so i will be a graduate by the end right. of uh, right. five years uh, and i'll also kind of uh, be a professional so that's fine i'll get to kind of you know use some of my skills and mm-hmm. my aptitude and kind of you know uh, it would do justice uh, just mm-hmm. in case i decide to take like a slightly different route while yeah. studying right um and i think that's pretty much where i really took my hobby or uh, this skill more seriously mm-hmm. um so over the years i mean i i've been, i've been fortunate enough to actually think about um this in retrospect in the sense that how this is something that has been with me since i was a kid right. but you know you don't realize these things when right. you're going through it So right. when I actually went back and looked at so much the work of the work that I had done through like the five years of architecture, mm-hmm. I realized that I always did have a consistent style or mm-hmm. something that I always kind of you know drew um, things that I kind of always went to uh, in terms of you know um, mediums and mm-hmm. uh, techniques and right. things like that. So um, so for me the actual realization of um, this happened much after when I was actually working as a full time architect. Mm-hmm. um i was um i was called out for a um um so i um, let me just maybe i should just come back and talk about how architecture is kind of structured right so your mm-hmm. fi- final year is um divided into a thesis project and then some kind of work experience mm-hmm. uh and my thesis was essentially like a so the thesis is like a research come okay. kind of uh practical intervention that right. you kind of propose uh for a site and um i was at that time researching uh, you know just traditional building cultures as such mm-hmm. um so how kind of building cultures were centered around like master craftsmen and then what was the kind of work dynamic how mm-hmm. you know the architect as a term came in much later on Mm-hmm. so at that time, there was no real kind of hierarchy it was more just about the craftsmen doing things right. on site and it was more like a dialogue over mm-hmm. there as opposed to one person designing and then kind of you know executing in kind of isolation so right. uh, that's something that um, i was researching at the time and then the intervention was very much about how to kind of uh, balance out these roles mm-hmm. you know so we plotted this kind of grid to see how it can be more of a collaboration rather than you know it kind of just being individual acts of creation mm-hmm. um and um uh, i think that's something between? that stayed with me even between the craftsman and the architect right okay okay makes sense so it's the person who is executing mm-hmm. and the person who's designing right because design is a lot of it is practical practical kind of you know experience and a lot and mm-hmm. then there is some bit of like you know technical knowledge skills and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so um so this so the practice that we do have right now also is somewhere always trying to kind of find that balance or kind of just trying to see you know where we are able to kind of create this sense of collaboration right uh, but in in to kind of come back to where kalakari hath really started from was um just as a method of documentation i had used you know like i did a lot of hand illustrations to document these crafts okay. um and um i use them even my final jury my entire mm-hmm. kind of panel and things like that all my drawings were all hand done i just mm-hmm. kind of did it as an oda to like just 
the fact that I was researching a subject that was so kind of you know skill or craft oriented, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, of course I was working at the time when uh, we have this kind of gold medal jury, which you know is kind of where um, everybody kind of displays. Um, their uh, panels mm-hmm. um, like all of their projects mm-hmm. um, and then there is um, you know um, there's a, there's an external jury that comes in and then evaluate so these are not just your peers but also like maybe people who are senior to you and junior to you so right, right. it's, it's right. kind of open to people and then um, so I was actually not even going to exhibit over there and that's when uh, and I was working at the time and I got a call and, um, you know, somebody really pushed me and somehow I think I just managed to display it. You know how you are in college and then after college, you're like, you know, you know nothing to do with college. Right, right. You're like, you're done now. I want, to, I want to live the, I want to work in my job and I just don't right. want to go back to that place that's been me hell for so long, right? So, uh, where was so college, I, I think I was in that. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you, but where college was college? College for me was in Juhu, in Bombay itself. Which college? Uh, in Kamla Reheja. I, Kamla I studied Reheja. out of Kamla Reheja. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so I mean, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like so bad, but you know how it is, right? You don't want to go back where you've like slogged nights and like yes, had exactly. sleepless kind of weeks, right? So, um, so I was, so, so this was where I was, okay? And I was not even interested. Somehow somebody put up the panel. We got it done. And then I get a call during my, I'm like working on some presentation. I get a call saying that you've been shortlisted for this uh, in the top five or the top 10 uh, for this jury. And you have to come back to college. And, uh, and at that time I had quite a strict boss. I was just an intern. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I had to kind of just kind of excuse myself and just tell him this and kind of get out of there. And I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I actually got a citation. I was like one of the top three who, wow. uh, you know, were shortlisted for this jury. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of gave me some confidence that, you know, this is something that I've done in the past is, you know, seems legit. Correct. Uh, Correct. I think maybe there is some kind of uh, skill really that is here, right? Uh, and then um, I think I kind of just picked up that and I took it further. Of course, I continue to work because I was still, you know, like just digging my feet around right. in like different areas and just right. seeing you know how how it works out and it was a new field I didn't have that kind of skills for graphic mm-hmm. design you know there's so many things softwares mm-hmm. that you need to know so um, I um, just ended up uh, you know picking uh, this as just like things for friends for families things like that mm-hmm. and uh, I started doing it part-time and then eventually when it got too much to do like a full-time day job right. and then also do this over weekends and right. then it starts spilling over into my week. Right. So I was like, I can't, you know, do everything. And that's yeah, when I, I kind of decided. I absolutely to, know uh, what you're talking about because I'm going through that right now. Yeah, I mean, you would, right? <laughs> I absolutely know what you're talking about. Cool. But a couple of things were probably uh, from the journey you just shared, uh, Saib, I would just probably go back. So uh, you said you you probably are, you are from Mumbai. So which part of Mumbai, just for my geography in this case? So I've been born, brought up in the same house and I've lived in Bandra all my life. Hmm. And oh, yeah, I think Kalakari girl, has also started in Bandra. Yes, I'm a Bandra oh, girl. I oh, have uh, unfortunately now to lovely eateries around your. Oh place. yes. Oh God, bless. Yes, you yes, guys are yes. blessed with good eateries. All right, and so so yes, Bandra has yes, been the yes, place, yes. is it? Bandra has been my entire life for thirty years, and then I moved there after after I got married. I moved to 
the other side to pavai so it's oh, just oh, like a huge full on that side okay, okay oh no 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 bandra is studio work is always bandra for me i think i i just like home is now in pavai for me right but but the, i think the commute would be quite a lot cuz i remember when i used to visit mumbai uh, just imagining going to bandra from pavai would be like okay do we really have to do this is this something which we really have to do all <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i think i think i've overcome that in the last few years i'm i'm okay huh, right you, you don't have a choice you're just doing that but again i think bandra uh, so i know see i'm a complete outsider to mumbai so of course uh, it's my for my knowledge about mumbai is like only from the like the travels that i have done to mumbai in a couple of places right so uh, my question would be uh, do you think a bandra would give you that sort of a niche clientele for your kalakari hat studio as well do you think that's also a thing just just an off topic question do you think uh, the crowd that you would be pulling in mm-hmm. from an office in bandra would also give you a slight bit of an advantage in terms of the kind of clients and the kind of projects you get to do is that a thing so um surprisingly i mean we're not actually um, limited to bombay right in terms mm. of clientele right. so i mean i i'll come back to the bandra bit but just the fact that because you're present online there are uh, people uh. who are approaching you all over the world or at least all over the country right there are people who approach you all over the world also but you're just like more accessible in, in that sense correct um and the thing is that um i think for me setting up a studio in bandra was uh, largely because home was right here mm-hmm. and i just needed a place that was closer to home mm-hmm. um but yeah i get your point i do understand that you know um there is a certain kind of um i think more than just the fi- kind of clientele mm-hmm. um i think it's a lot to do with just the vibe like the studio is now is set into both our studios have been in like you know these 65 year old cottages ah, that have been there and they have so much characters so it's really nice to kind mm-hmm. of you know they don't have all the amenities as such Correct. they're still living in that very like gautam system but uh, you know uh, So like parking is an issue, but I think that's how we've just. I've always, I've never imagined to, uh, in uh, like look at work anywhere outside like the studio in Bandra. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That and and yeah, I I agree with your whole point of parking around Bandra as well, which is I I hear a nightmare. I'm <laughs> of course I don't have firsthand experience. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I do hear it's a nightmare. It's really but, bad. Okay. It's so, really bad. another thing that i wanted to ask you on on the journey that you just shared and i remember i was actually taking down notes when you were speaking so one of the things you said was uh, when you looked back at your architecture years right back in college uh, you saw a certain style coming out i remember you using the word style uh, yeah. during the uh, college phase yeah. so help me understand this see i uh, i don't really have a lot of background in architecture of course i'm an illustrator right and in illustration i do understand what do you mean by style right Uh, mm-hmm. how does uh, style work out in architecture uh, for a layman like me so uh, how does style come through in architecture right so um i think when when i mentioned style i kind of meant it in just like a design aesthetic or mm-hmm. like a design kind of where you know how i just imagine things and i think that is really like i think that stands for even the kind of artwork or it stands for the kind of uh, spaces you design right? right and it's very kind of detailed oriented it's a lot about like the little things mm-hmm. the smaller little things um rather than you know looking at scale at a very macro level i think at very early on i decided that i really like to work with the smaller things and the details right. and right. really kind of you know uh, kind of 
craft them out and flesh them out as opposed to you know just zooming out and looking at like mm-hmm. these huge uh, projects so even if i had to put it in terms of a space scale i would look at more of you know like smaller um like individual buildings or like individual kind of homes or like corners as opposed to like these large uh, you know mm-hmm. like these malls and things like that which mm-hmm. i just like something that i don't feel like i can connect to also that makes sense and you know uh, uh, interesting that you say that because whenever so i have been of course following i don't know how i came across kalakari hat uh, but i did long back and uh, one of the things that okay. i constantly noticed and appreciated about the work that you guys do is something that you just said is your attention to detail and one of the first things i can as I, i'm scrolling through your instagram uh, feed right now your kalakari hats uh, uh, instagram feed uh one thing anybody can say is the first thing is my god those minute details that you guys put in like uh yeah. like those is like individual leaves to a point to even let's say the petals of flowers and and so on and so forth right, right. Uh, i i do see that and and i also see that you guys do a lot of uh, pattern related work as well so i have a question uh, for the pattern perspective and i'll come to that later i'm keeping it for later uh, but i would like to kind of uh, talk to you okay. about patterns as well slightly but anyway uh, so yeah so that's the story of cyber mm. madan so far making invoices so i did this um myself right. uh, for about over 2 years almost 3 years wow. um 2 to 1/2 years and i was working out of my parents um home like yeah. my home at that time and uh, you know my bedroom and it was like everything was over there like my samples my all my little my illustrations my notes everything was in that one room right. and um i uh, I remember that you know I always um, like if, at that time you know you're always you have like a set of friends who are your colleagues and also your peers and then really right. kind of uh, you know you just kind of bounce off ideas and you just are kind of meeting um, mm-hmm. regularly and they, everybody was like you know you should just get somebody to help you out with this stuff you know just an intern just you know and I remember I was so sure that if I wanted um to get more people on my team i needed it to be in a place where you know they would have a dedicated space to sit down Correct. uh you know there would be some kind of decorum it would not just be a sitting around sitting in a cafe or sitting mm-hmm. on a dining table or sitting in my bedroom and kind mm-hmm. of working right that's right. just something i always kind of knew right so i i kind of took the route of like working myself mm-hmm. um like you know that extra hours and just you know pushing myself to get to a place where i could can, huh? afford that and right. kind of do that you can facilitate so like that, you know right. save up enough for you to yeah huh. save up enough so that you can pay like at least a year's rent for a studio space right or like say one more employee or mm-hmm. whatever so mm-hmm. i just kind of uh, decided to do that uh, before i started out mm-hmm. and i think that really helped me because um I come from a like a service class family, right? Like, oh, so we so we don't you don't have like you know people who can just like I I don't think I've ever borrowed money from my parents for okay. business. Mm-hmm. So um so you know I think that's something that you always realize that you know if you if you save enough, mm-hmm. then you can really kind of um 
do it otherwise your dad is not going to just hand out money to you and be like ki you know jao and you know just do what you want so ha so that that unfortunately or fortunately i think did happen in my case and i don't think it ever occurred to me that i should just go to my parents and be like can you right uh, do this right so i think that is where it started off and then i guess um one thing about kalakari hath is that it it was never uh, it never came out of a vision it was never that you know oh at that time when i started out i said that okay i want to be this uh uh-huh. like five years down the line right um right. it was it's something that's just kind of like snowballed into coming to where it is mm-hmm. um and i think that was also because a lot of times i was just trying to figure out what it is that i want to do mm-hmm. i was kind of you know negating things that i don't want to do Right. So I feel like that in itself has been a journey, and that's kind of just translated into what we are doing today, where we feel like now I feel like we are in a comfortable space. People are able to relate to what we are doing, Correct. and I feel like it's come to this only after you know negating a lot of other things that weren't you know kind of I wasn't comfortable with. Right, right, and and that and that makes sense. And I think the point about the parents thing that you picked up, and let's say coming from a service class family, where let's say I'm guessing not a lot of people around you are let's say into business or entrepreneurship for that matter, right? And uh, possibly not at they, all, not, not at, at all. all, exactly. And and but I I can also relate to the fact that you know your parents were quite supportive right from the beginning, like you mentioned that uh, yeah. during the weekends yeah. they take you out for these uh, uh, art classes, right? Now uh, here's a question because uh, this this weekend art class concept is something we have discussed. a lot in this podcast in the previous episodes and especially because bengal has this culture okay at least calcutta when i was growing up had this culture or i guess still has this culture where kids are sent to these cultural activities on a weekly basis let's say mm-hmm. uh, i went for mm-hmm. a guitar class i went for an art class my friends were going for this <laughs> it it's a very common thing my question is is it the same thing in bombay as well where uh, this culture of sending kids to uh, art classes and guitar classes and dance classes is it a thing uh, or uh, is it like only in pockets um i guess it's for working parents it's just that you can just get rid of your kids for some more time so you just kind of you kind of just get them busy with things to do so you can take a breath uh, and uh, i think i think i did a lot of these classes when i grew up Mm-hmm. I can't I can't say so much for Bombay but I mean I've been for everything from chess classes to calligraphy oh, classes wow. to swimming classes to general knowledge classes I feel like my parents just didn't want me to be What is a general knowledge around. class? Wait what is a general I, knowledge I, class? Ari I don't know what we were doing at that <laughs> time but it was there every Wednesday and Friday uh between 6 to 7 or something and we used to get have these books which she used to like just paste some thing that we had learned that that evening um Whoa. and the funny thing was that my parents used to like sit and look at those books and like kind of revisit things that they loved wow like totally preparing yeah. for like a bon vita quiz contest sort of a thing derek o'brien <laughs> comes in and starts t- uh, talking to you guys cool Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so now coming back, coming back. So let's say uh, you've started Kalakari Hath. You probably, and I know you're also by now you're employing people as well. You've got a space of your own in Bandra, and I'm yeah. guessing it did not come for cheap. Knowing Bandra, it did not come for cheap. I'm very, very sure. Yeah, yeah, I won't yeah, even yeah. ask you that. Uh, yes. Okay. But my question <laughs> is, uh, so where did you guys start off? As in, what are the? So here's my question. Okay. So what products? 
did you start off with for kalakari hat the studio and what products did you graduate to now where are you guys what are you guys doing right now so if you can take me through that products wala journey okay so um i think what um, what really did become like the first set of products were actually uh, postcards that i had illustrated in my thesis time right from my research project um and i feel like that was because that was the first time i had really like put myself out there or like put it across and that was where i got confidence from so that's what i kind of ended up using um and uh, the idea of for a lot of times i was not even creating products right for the initial few months or almost 6 months to a year i was not um creating products it was more about like you know doing work for clients mm-hmm. uh you know who kind of helping them out with whatever creative requirements they had so work um work but work uh, when i did you know like flyers and like logos and I like saw. you okay. know illustrations and packaging and, and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 but again i was doing it in my style of you know like drawing hand drawing and things like that because that's the only thing i knew right nice so it has always been very um because i don't really i'm not really trained as a formal graphic designer i don't think i right. use the softwares correctly a lot of times right. you know so it's 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 every every thing has a way in which you are kind of taught right um and i feel like that kind of schooling i didn't get so i so it's it's kind of different um so again i was so i was doing this all with my whatever limited uh knowledge that i had at the time right. and uh, i remember um one of uh, my sister in law right now she mm-hmm. does these kind of uh, pop up exhibitions huh, right. uh, where they look at a lot of you know like um, home home designers like mm-hmm. home grown designers mm-hmm. people who don't really have the um, you know means to have a store uh, but you know but they have enough skill or right. uh, if they need an opportunity or a platform to really kind of right. showcase their work right right and um, so um, i was in touch with her at that time and she mm. really pushed me at the time and said that you know your your stuff would do really well on like some Deep kind pop-up. of on some products mm-hmm. and uh, and that really kind of you know gave me a little bit of um, push to uh, really look at products right. as something that my illustration could translate to so i remember the first set of products were uh, stationery so like note cards and like little pocket notebooks mm-hmm. and uh, larger diaries and like mm-hmm. you know gift uh, envelopes and things right. like that and then there were also like frames that i did right uh, which i then kind of expanded into trays and coasters nice. and like runners and cushions so i did all of this as experimenting right and um, i think over time i realized that um what really did work was um you know like the wall art and the wall kind of uh, uh you know like everything that was kind of on the wall like in the home decor space right right was something that you know um people did connect to mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's what we then carried forward and then kind of interpreted into different kind of ways in which it's like available and visible visible right now right and and that's true this wall thing i'm i'm glad that you mentioned that because i do see a lot of wall uh, art i should should i call it wall art like wallpapers let's because i know you you do a lot of wallpapers as well in fact i think i can see one behind you right now with this beautiful lotus and i've been staring at it for a while uh 
behind you yes. though. <laughs> right. So but uh, one of the things I so yes, now, yes. Let's, let's probably since we're talking about let's say your designs and your products let's probably come to that uh, one of the things I love about your uh, work or let, let's say your team's work because I know there are a few other helping hands as well is the kind of colors you guys choose you have a yes, very yes. unique and beautiful color palette and I am guessing that uh, probably that's right. something which comes in from your head because uh, you you use very interesting colors that's something which i've constantly noticed and you you maintain a contrast which is very soothing to the eyes as well and of course your designs the elements itself mm. are really cool so a lot of line work i see a lot of pattern work that i see right so uh tell me this <clears throat> uh what would be let's say the inspiration behind the designs that kalakari hath makes so i think before the uh, recording i was talking to you about let's say i know that you guys have some sort of a thing with floral designs and patterns which i love you guys do it so well and and birds as well i yeah. i do see a lot of birds coming yeah. in from time to time right so uh, floral and birds so uh, where is this all this coming from is there a, a story behind that how is that right so i think um, in the most uh, simple way uh, because it started with me right mm-hmm. and i was really bad at drawing humans i could never draw humans and i could i could always and i actually didn't like drawing humans right uh. so i um, always looked at like other ways in which i could uh, you know depict something right and you know through design and fortunately through the college um, uh, you know uh, like the, the way the college course was structured for us it's slightly mm-hmm. different from other architecture colleges at least it was upon when i was studying mm-hmm. um there was a lot of emphasis on like you know really like creative thinking or like metaphors or using analogies or using design as a way of kind of you know uh, really saying something that you mean or like you know putting your point across right. and um i think that kind of has stayed with me mm-hmm. uh, which is where you know like um most of the work we do is uh, you know uh, very much about like just telling a story mm-hmm. so even if you see like those little uh, decals or like mm-hmm. those little birds the way they are placed or the way you know they are composed it's always like there's something going on some conversation or it's coming from some kind of form of telling a story and i think that is something that um, uh, started when like the even the the style of it right um kind of comes back to my first real um, one of the larger kind of wall uh wall art projects that i did that was the first one that i did mm-hmm. and again it was with um i remember he was a senior in my college mm-hmm. and uh, i had worked with him previously at um, the firm that i was working in as an architect mm-hmm. and uh, he was kind of handed down this project mm-hmm. uh where uh, it was a sample flat and he um it was kind of given to him with no choice by one of his friends or colleague mm-hmm. and uh, the builder actually so sample flats belong to builders right, right of and um, they wanted something to be done quickly and to be done on a low budget uh-huh. and uh, to just also make an impact in some sense right so um so that was the brief he gave me and at that time like like i said like over the years i really did enjoy the pen pen as a medium of you know drawing right um and up until now it was always me who was drawing and making and right um so uh, so that time i was researching the gond art i was really oh, like fascinated right. yeah. because that was a because it was a style of art that i could do and it came to right. me like i could relate to correct and um, it was again pattern intensive and it right. was again you know like it it kind of just like 
stuck with me mm-hmm. and um, i remember at that so so the sample flat was like this bungalow mm-hmm. uh, uh, which had like multiple rooms and things like that uh and um we had to uh, do artwork in say like you know four or five of these rooms and they all had to somehow be connected to That's each other but also kind of stand their own right. um and um i uh, so you know we looked at the living room as a community space so then there were like these deer with you know like and the Go- and gondar is so beautiful because you know there are actually like stories of tribes that yeah. Uh, have been documented in this way like right. their experiences and right. you know um, that's their way of telling their story so which is again something i really connected to and mm-hmm. then that kind of became for a long time that became like the style that people related to with kalakari hath okay that you know that so um so it started off over there and we looked at you know just different areas and how we could bring in this form of art and patterns and things like that um which was in my comfort zone but it, we used it as metaphors to like say talk about like uh, you know uh, public spaces private spaces and uh, and i mean it was weird because at that time i was again i was working alone right mm-hmm. and this place was somewhere in the outskirts of maharashtra mm-hmm. so uh, i couldn't physically go there to paint on the walls okay i had to kind of um because it was it was like i don't know like seven hour journey from mm. bombay mm. and then you know like it was even just it, it wouldn't be possible to achieve that kind of work in the day or the two days that we yeah, had to yeah. really kind of get yeah. things going so at that time is when that is when i started looking at decals yeah. as um you know an alternative to kind of just put art there but still you know kind of um not let it look like a wallpaper in right. some sense right. or like you know so um and that's something that really like you know connected with people i feel like that's something people responded to mm-hmm. because the, the quality of the work is very kind of um mm-hmm. it, it is retained right uh, because it's not just like pasted along the entire wall right it's Correct. put in the pieces Correct. and then a lot of the compositions this idea of this like kind of um boundless infinite canvas kind of That's came into true. being because That's now true. we were using multiple walls we are using ceilings so Correct. you know you're not kind of restricted and then that kind of also brought in some expertise of space design that uh-huh. you know i had in so my uh, in my schooling mm-hmm. so it kind of like made sense and i think a lot of i think for the longest time it has just been things that i was just creatively expressing mm-hmm. for like the first 2 to 3 years it was just something that you know I wanted to do. <laughs> Luckily, I got the opportunity to do it. That that's really cool, and and uh, yeah, again, Gondar. Yeah. So when and uh, now having known about your fascination with Gondar, when I go through your work, yes, I do see a lot of connect to that. So I I definitely do see uh, to that style. All right. So uh, on that note, so uh, I know that you guys are into are heavily into decals now, and I do see that uh, uh, that that coming up quite a few times i see i see the same design in multiple color formats as well which kind of gives it a different vibe altogether mm. which which i am i i did notice a lot so uh, here's my question okay which i want to ask you so a couple of weeks back uh, one of my friends like again an artist uh, we were having a discussion and the discussion was on patterns okay and uh, okay. her question was that uh, I, i think so this lady is an illustrator and uh, she said that you know what one of my clients uh, came and uh, they wanted me to do a pattern and of course i can do a pattern but i don't know how to charge for it right now here's my question to you uh, 
how do you go okay. about charging for a pattern because see me being an illustrator i know okay for one illustration it takes me this much mm. of time to make it based on that i can pr- probably have a quote ready right but when i'm looking at a pattern which is right. basically i create one thing and then i just pretty much replicate it all over and of course in a in a specific design uh, how does the pricing work so that is a question which i wanted to ask you okay so um i'm i'm just going to try and answer it in maybe like two ways um one is i think so for me i've always um looked at a product i've never actually um un- until you know barring the initial few uh, creatives i made for um you know friends families where i was just kind of creating these logos and like packaging and stuff like that that was very much only related to the design aspect of it or you can call it as a pattern um right. in that sense right um and then i would just kind of give them the open files and then they could print at whatever right. cost right. right so at that time for for the initial bit i mean i was not even looking at the cost angle of it because i was just happy that somebody gave me an opportunity in a field that i had no expertise in correct right um and then that kind of changed over time and um, and then i i started working with products where after that mm. first exhibition i started working with um, so the thing is with wall art right like that because it kind of translated into that mm-hmm. um it's very difficult to um, create a pattern and then kind of give it to somebody to then do whatever they want with it right people generally look for say like some kind of tangible output of it say like a frame or a wallpaper or a decal mm-hmm. or you know just some way on which it could be or a print mm-hmm. in which it could be kind of uh, kept and um, for me um, to price to really kind of think about pricing came in after this um, experience of the sample bungalow that i did right, right? um where i had to look at production as an like as a part of the um, cost and the what i was the, doing the whole business correct uh, yeah so um so i think for me costing i think was very simple in the sense ki theek hai itna to aapka production hai so that much you have to kind of correct. cater for Breaking and then you kind of value just you just value how much how much time you have invested in it correct really correct. so say like how many you know hours or days or months mm-hmm. that you put into it and then you assign yourself a certain a value on that correct a rate that you say correct. that my my time is worth at least say correct. 500 rupees for an hour and correct. then i just multiply that mm-hmm. and then you work out say for us we worked out our per square foot rates mm-hmm. but what so if you on say the other that, hand okay, somebody wants the pattern only now imagine this okay let let's reverse the role imagine uh your studio reaches out to me an illustrator and says that okay i have got a whole bunch of products but i'm looking for a pattern which i will then take and do whatever i want with it so basically i'm only buying the pattern from you and the rights to that pattern and then i just pretty much do whatever so then how do you charge or the illustrator how does he or she charge the studio let's call it in this case right okay so um, so we do we do come up there are a lot of times that you know we have in conversations like this as well which is more recent now mm-hmm. and um, i think uh, i mean there are two ways to kind of do it i think you also one is that you kind of get a sense of the studio or the person you are interacting with mm-hmm. 
um and you can analyze whether uh, you know which kind of which way works um in one is like a royalty module where you kind of say that i will right give you your own rights to this pattern for say right. x like say like 6 months or a year mm-hmm. and then whatever you earn from that you give me like a certain percentage right on that as a royalty fee right right uh and uh, i mean just one thing that i would just kind of out, like to put out there is that you should never give out your copyrights like you should never sell your copyrights because you don't know you know what people can do right. with it i mean people who want to they will anyway do it right. but if you just say that you don't give out your copyrights it just kind of you know you say it in your contract or you say it in the email or whatever proposal you're sharing mm-hmm. if you just put it out there um you know it it kind of just it's somewhere somebody will think before misusing Absolutely. it in some Absolutely. sense so 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 either you do a licensing fee or a like a royalty so yeah royalty fee mm-hmm. and the other is you just say that okay if the person seems like you know um they they may not be clean about just you know maintaining records and giving you the royalty may not show you the actual sales and things like that because that always happens right then you kind of just say that you do a hefty one time fee where you feel like you've recovered whatever you could do from this right. creativity that you you know put across and and then you just kind of uh, just give it away yeah but that's a difficult uh, equation to solve saiba my god that's a very difficult uh, equation to solve see for me after all these years i think that early rate sort of a model has really worked out for me and i think i've become very comfortable yeah. with that but then when it comes to this whole uh, concept of okay for a pattern how do you do that so i think i think that makes it very uh, difficult for me all right sure so i think i think uh, i i just barely have a little bit of time left with you uh, one last thing that i'd like to get into before we of course t- take it towards the closure is uh, i know that you and of course as an extension of you kalakari hath does a lot of so you guys are not just doing one thing that's one thing i know about mm. you you're not into one discipline and i know for a fact you guys call yourself multidisciplinary right and and uh, so i would like to know the background of that so uh, what, because again i see that you come out from an architecture background and then right now what you're doing is uh, i would i don't know as a layman i probably wouldn't directly correlate with architecture i would rather to uh, call it with let's say design or decoration or interiors for that matter right so sure, sure. What, what is this whole deal about uh, let's say this whole multidisciplinary thing that you guys do so i think uh, it also comes a lot with uh, where i started out right like i immediately after i kind of graduated i worked and then i took a complete off route mm-hmm. i kind of started sure. working into a completely different discipline of design um, and uh, it kind of worked out right and then it kind of became about like um, mixing the two up and kind of blurring out these boundaries that exist Correct. in terms of you know that product design textile design graphic design mm-hmm. communication design so we tried to just so it kind of started from there mm-hmm. and um, and then you know it re- and then we realized that there are so many more people like that mm-hmm. who are out there who want to just you know try their hand on like multiple different things right um you know right and because design is such a huge canvas right it's it's so like kind of um it's so diverse that you know you really can't um you know just contain your mind because you're actually just expressing what you kind of feel right or you think right. 
because you're so much kind of um, creativity is involved in your thought process um, it becomes very difficult to just say that nahi main khali i will only do architecture or i will do only um, you know I mean, and i think like you know you you look at examples of like zaha hadid who has designed buildings who look exactly like the shoe she has designed right so you know like it is ah, right. it's a lot to do with uh, with you know like um, i think cross pollination is a right word here cross pollination yeah, i think is a right ex- word here yeah yeah absolutely right it's just all about creative expression and mm-hmm. whatever medium kind of works for you is kind it of uh, what you use and i think the studio also kind of uh, connected with a lot of people like me hmm. who wanted who studied a certain in a certain field and then right. kind of you know uh, drifted off it so if i if we look at the studio right now hmm. we actually have only one graphic designer the others are all architects communication designer um, uh, interior designers so it's all very kind of you know uh, diverse in that sense yeah and i think that's really nice because cool. you get to also uh, get so much of different expertise into your uh, so working environment so and you get the whole diversity factor as well which of course you get you get ideas from other places as well which is great uh, one technical question which i kind of forgot to ask you saheba on the designs that you make uh, again very technical uh, the designs that you guys make are they vector or raster okay uh, no they are all um, because they are originally hand illustrated right. or painted right it's very difficult to vectorize them we don't correct. vectorize them they're all raster images yeah correct yeah because when i see when i see your uh, let's say designs i see that beautiful gradients and all coming in which is again i don't think is possible with vector and but then i see the scale of it wow. and i see the the whole size just changing up and down so i'm guessing the original yeah. uh, artworks must be some huge sizes that like the initial canvas size yes. is huge yeah so i think it depends on um, when you're always working with a brief you tentatively know what the wall size is going right. to be right so then you also illustrate at that scale so that you know you're able to magnify it without losing the quality the quality correct sure and my last question to you would be um where is kalakari hat going so uh, we we heard the whole genesis the whole story where it is right now mm. so uh, is do you have like any any long term goals or something that this is where i want it to be like a forbes 30 under 30 sort of a thing <laughs> I'm, it's too late for thirty under thirty. I've crossed that milestone in my life now. But uh, but uh, I think uh, I mean I feel like now we have some sense of a vision with where we are. I think we are looking at kind of making it a more kind of comprehensive home decor brand in some sense, mm-hmm. uh, where you know we're looking at expanding into fabrics, upholstery. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know so like even yeah, i do see the cushion um, covers behind you are they your designs as well no no those are those are oh. not our designs but the idea is to kind of be able to bring in our design on every surface mm-hmm. essentially so we are able to do that in furniture and like the interiors bit through in situ right uh, but now we're also looking at bringing it into you know some sense of uh, the fabrics and then hopefully eventually products when we're able to kind of uh, afford workshop space and like kind of pay people on payroll to kind of work no, in that kind of a setup that's cool okay one last question for you so uh, you said that you would like to see your designs on pretty much every surface what would be the wackiest surface that you would like to see your designs on 
so it's actually like a personal project that i am doing huh. it's for a friend uh-huh. uh, and uh, this is it's for his so he's into skydiving okay. and uh, he is he is given me his helmet to kind of oh illustrate nice. on or kind of work with so that is right now the wackiest design that i am kind of uh, that is so cool kalakari that goes up there that's that's really cool to put up your, there up yes there, yes <laughs> Anyhow, thank you, Sahiba. Uh, I know yeah. our time is up, and I would not want to take any more time from you. So, thank you so much for this lovely conversation. I'm glad I uh, my perseverance worked, and I finally got you on the show. And yes, uh, I'm so sorry to have delayed the entire process. That, that's all right. Don't worry. That's that's completely fine. I understand, and um, I I really wish you and your team like uh, to kind of put your designs on. any and every maybe one day a car i would like to see a car with kalakari hats uh, work on that like a full design that that be really cool that be really cool yeah so, we did on the seat covers with taxi fabric but on the exterior maybe fabric. maybe sometimes ha huh, yeah yeah Are yeah nice that that's a very cool project i i think i watched a documentary or something on it if i'm not wrong uh ha yeah i watched a documentary i i loved the project oh my god you you guys were with them Uh, I was we. I did a taxi. Wow. I did one taxi interiors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I can I see those images somewhere? Are they somewhere? Uh, maybe on Instagram behind. They're all actually on the website. I'll link you to it. Maybe after the uh, this. It's on the website. Go. It's I think it's under collaborations. Actually, our website yeah. is also getting an entire overhauling. So we're just kind of dealing with this interim. Hopefully, Correct. like by the end of this month, we should have that happening also. perfect and and for the listeners the uh, link to the website will of course be in the show notes be sure to check it out anyhow thank you so much sahiba for making it happen and uh, i wish you all the luck and yeah thank you so much for making our time for this appreciate it thank you thank you so much it has been great nice to relive all those memories huh i'm glad i'm glad you could do that thank you thank you so much sahiba thank you <laughs> okay thanks bye right. take care bye 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 all right I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, as I just said, you will find the links to uh, Sahiba and Kalakari Hat's uh, work in the show notes below. And uh, yeah, do remember to take a look. They are exquisite to say the least. Now, before we end this episode, a reminder to spread the word about this podcast. You know, it'll really help if you uh, put it up here on social media stories and tag us and and uh, let us know how do you uh, like this podcast so far. Right, I'd really be looking forward to that. So thanks a ton for all the help and of course for listening and uh, yeah I will see you next week again cheers thank you